celebrating all day here on the Wesson Walker Show. It has been one year since the boys came on to the air to bring you sports talk. The only way that we know how on sports radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Welcome back. And without further ado, it's time for the campus. Kona. Listen, man. Jimbo Fisher made $20,000 for his first paid coaching job. An offensive coordinator at Stanford in 1991. Now he makes six figures what he will get paid over the next eight years by Texas A&M to coach their football team. A couple hundred grand a day he's going to make. I mean, it's just crazy. When you talk about the buyout, over $70 million he's going to collect in his pocket to not coach. They gave him 70-something million to say, get out of here. Could you imagine what it's like being a Texas A&M donor and you just go to your friend and say, hey, man, um, we're tired of Jimbo, so let's get this uh, 70 million up, and then uh, you know we'll start focusing on who we want to be the next coach, who we're going to pay a lot of money as well. Not to mention pay his assistants to go away too. I mean, it must be nice to have that oil money. It it, it must be nice for sure. 70 million for the next how many years? Is it six years that he's going to be eight reigning it? Yeah, eight years. <laughs> so much. So much money from Jimbo Fisher. There are a couple things here. One, Texas A&M. God bless him, man. Unless it's Johnny Manziel and they're making untold docs about him, Texas A&M just can't be football relevant all that much. Like, they tried, and they were, I, I shouldn't say relevant, because they're still good enough, but they're not good enough to the point that Texas A&M, the fan base, wants them to be. And this goes to show you, they're willing to pay $70, $70 million to get rid of a coach that won a championship within the last decade. That's how bad they want to get back to winning again. How are you feeling if you're Florida State? Florida State's got to be like, told you. Yeah. <laughs> Florida State, not that they wanted Jimbo Fisher to leave a ton, but I guess I don't know how much was going on inside the program, but we know Jimbo Fisher wanted to get the heck out of Dodge, knowing that that offensive line was absolutely atrocious, knowing that the talent was not rolling on in like it had been in years past, and so he leaves and he gets the job at Texas A&M, and then Willie Taggart and a couple of other coaches are there to deal uh, with all of the pieces that need to be picked up. Now, here's Jimbo Fisher out of a job, Wes Bryant, and Mike Norvell has the Seminoles with a chance to win the championship this year. Yeah, how it's flipped on its head because we saw Jimbo did have a couple of successful seasons with Texas A&M, one in particular, but they didn't get to a college football playoff, and now the Seminoles might. Yeah, and so also took a bad screenshot. It's going to be $26,301 that Jimbo Fisher will get paid every day it's over the next eight years by Texas A&M. That's not bad to just, you know, chill out, collect 20-plus Gs. And so now the odds makers with who they think will be the next Texas A&M football coach, Jeff Trailer, the coach for Texas San Antonio, is the current favorite at plus 300. Duke's Mike Elko is tied with him at plus 300. Kalen DeBoer, the head coach from Washington, is at plus 500. Dan Lanning and Eli Drinkowitz round out the top five. I mean, that would be weird to see Eli Drinkwitz go from one yeah. SEC school to another. But Jeff Trailer from Texas San Antonio and Mike Elko, man, with the job that he's doing at Duke, how much of a possibility 
do you think that that would be? The only reason it's a possibility is because they might offer so much money that it's tough to say no to. I don't think it's going to be so tough to say no to to the point where it actually does get him out of Durham, North Carolina. He talked about it a little bit. He said it's a profession where people just like to put stuff out there as far as the coaching rumors and possible leaving rumors. He says, I'm very committed to this place. Everybody knows I'm very happy at this place. We're doing a lot of really special things at this place. My family's very happy here. We love Duke. We love everything this place if for. I don't know. He just keeps saying this place all the time, but you get the idea. He just says a million times all in different ways. All the stuff they always say. Yeah. So you're saying there's a good shot that he leaves because of the money. Oh, no doubt about it. When you talk about the SEC coming to call and the type of money that will be on the table, the opportunities that he will have, because let's face it, as much as I like Duke and what they were able to do this year, this isn't a program you're talking about college football playoff potential with. And this is a program that you're going to struggle in most seasons to even get in contention for the ACC championship because of the ACC, uh, because of the academic standards that are there at Duke and also the NIL. Uh, I know that Duke has money but they don't have money like Texas A&M has got money. Okay, so that's going to be something to factor in. Here's the thing. I remember talking to an assistant coach one time who was looking to climb and potentially be a head coach one day, and they were discussing about some of the mid-major schools here in North Carolina, and they were discussing, look, if that happens, if I get a job at, I don't know, Western Carolina or wherever, right, whatever mid-major school like that, and if you can get – maybe seven, eight wins a season, and then you can have a couple of 10 wins, but then maybe you have a down year and you're only bowl eligible barely. I'm good with that. I'll take that. This is where I have stability. I got a good home life. My kids know exactly where they're going to go to school every single day. They don't Mm got to worry about moving the next year unless I get fired. And I already have a nice foundation with five consecutive winning seasons and nobody's expecting anything more than that. I got it made here. If Mike Elko, to me is going to make the right decision. The right decision, in my opinion, would be to go to Duke and say, hey, I need a little bit more money. Let's just go ahead and take care of this contract extension. I'll be here long term, and I'm not going to leave because I know I've got it pretty good here too, right? Like if you leave for Texas A&M, there's a high likelihood you're going to get fired. Oh, no doubt about it. Now, you might not care if they're going to pay you $70 million and then they fire you. You still get your $70 million over the course of eight years, but... Maybe you do care enough to where you don't want to get fired. You're not going to get fired at Duke as long as you do anything close to what he's doing now. Yeah, and so Deion Sanders has also been brought up. For me, I just don't think that he's won enough at Colorado to warrant an SEC job. Plus, it would be hard for Shadour and Shiloh to transfer there with the NCAA rules. I don't know how Texas A&M could try to finesse that. But Paul Feinbaum also had an interesting candidate that he says could be floated amongst the names. What about Dabo Sweeney? to Texas A&M. The credentials are there. Two national championships. What, five playoff appearances? Uh, Four national championship? Maybe five. Maybe it's, uh, I think it's it's at least four national championship appearances. I'll have to uh, double check on whether uh, there was another one I may be missing. uh, Clemson has been that consistent. But does, does he fit? Absolutely. Uh, Dabo Sweeney uh, aligns very well from a cultural standpoint with Texas A&M. Would he leave Clemson? I think he would. Uh, I think he's they're, they're kind of sick of him, and I think he's sick of them. What? I mean, <laughs> Paul Feinbaum to me, it's just hilarious how, you know, he just coming at Clemson, and I think he just wants to try to – 
pick from the ACCs or one of the best teams in all of college football. He just wants to take that away from the ACC. But I don't see this happening. I do think that Dabo Sweeney is a great fit there as far as the personality and what he brings to the team. I definitely can see that. But as far as he's got it too good at Clemson, I think he's on a mission to resurrect this program to where they once were. And Dabo's got a ginormous buyout with his Clemson deal as well. And so if you're Texas A&M, you're talking about just paying an exorbitant amount of money to so many different coaches if this one doesn't work either. And this one with Dabo, he's making $10.9 million per year. He's number two in the sport. So the Dabo. buyout is crazy. And so then to think that the donors are going to pony up the money, even though they got it, to pay him, pay Jimbo, and then pay Dabo what he's going to be asking for and his assistance, that's just too much. I don't see can you imagine how angry Tyler from Spartanburg would be if Dabo actually left? Oh, my goodness. And then you had to deal with whatever the coach was afterwards where a good season, like a legitimately good season, would be what's happening right now. Eight wins. But maybe they've created enough of a foundation to where they can have some success that is left behind from Dabo, but not the kind of college championship success that Dabo was doing in Clemson during his time there in this scenario. I just want to know who was in what SEC overlord was in Paul Feinbaum's ear telling him you're not allowed to say anything positive (laughs) about Dabo Sweeney and an SEC school because this man sounded heartbroken about Dabo being a perfect fit to coach Texas (laughs) A&M. Yeah, he didn't say it. He said it. It, it was very much the, the similar type of energy that Wes said Ric Flair's documentary. Time. He did. He, he said, did. woo. That's how he was talking <laughs> about Dabo actually leaving Clemson for Texas A&M. Yeah, and Dabo Swinney's buyout in 2022 and 2023 is $64 million, and it drops to $60 million over the next two years, man. So that is just over $130 million for two coaches and buyouts alone. No way. But one coach that is still looking to stay where he is, but... In a bit of a solemn mood as well as my man Dave Clawson at Wake Forest. After they lost to NC State 26-6, he sounded about as down in the dumps as I've ever heard him. My mom, who went to the game, listened to the postgame, told me I've never heard Coach Clawson sound like that. I mean, some of the quotes from the postgame, if they want to boo me and say whatever they want about me, I'd say they're completely justified right now. Pointing the finger at himself, saying that they've got to do some soul-searching and look at the team. Clearly, I'm failing this season. I'm not getting the job done. We've lost our way. I don't mind losing the game. I don't want us to lose our way and our culture. And today, I haven't seen a mess like that in years and almost cried at the weekly press conference saying, quote, I take these losses hard. And so, for Wake Forest right now, he also talked about postgame how he hasn't fully embraced the new ways of college football, which to me that sounds like donuts get that bread up. It's time to go hunting. And I think one of the things that's going to have to be at the top of their list is the quarterback position. Mitch Griffiths, I was completely 100% undoubtedly wrong about him. Yeah. Michael Kern is not the answer to the backup. And Santino Marucci, sorry, man, you, you're, you're a backup. And so to me, I said my opinion They need to go grab two quarterbacks out of the portal, try to find a young freshman. But if I'm them, I may be looking at Western Carolina's quarterback, Cole Gonzalez. I may be looking at Joey Aguilar from Appalachian State. I'll take all the homes. I might try to go take two of those guys because the selling point for for the Wake Forest is the job is open. It's there. And you could come in right immediately and play. And so to me... 
that's just two of the guys. Who knows who's going to be available in the portal? But I like Aguilar and Cole Gonzalez, man. They've got some great kids down there at Western Carolina. I think FCS, you can definitely find a stud there. Yeah, my bad. I got chocolate sauce in my pants from the donuts you gave me. I'm trying to get that up and also give some thoughts on Dave Clawson. Um, last thing for me on Dave Clawson. One thing that's interesting, maybe they've gone through this before, and that's after the start to Dave Clawson's career. If you go back to 2020, that Demon Deacon team was four and five on the year, which is what Dave Clawson currently is going through. They're four and six right now. But you don't really talk about the 2020 year because of the pandemic. One of the losses is a bowl game, so they were 500 before they actually lost in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. But then right after that, Wes, they go 11-3. and three. They had that four-game winning streak in that 2020 season, and then they lost three straight to North Carolina, <laughs> Louisville, and Wisconsin. But what does give me some confidence that Dave Clawson can answer is, one, he deserves the benefit of the doubt for what he's done oh, at Winston-Salem. Seven straight bowl games. Are you kidding me? He's damn near God. So, so, <laughs> so he that goes to show you what it is in Wake Forest. But yes, I think you're. I, I think we all know he deserves the benefit of the doubt. But also, this isn't unprecedented in my eyes. The pandemic it makes you forget a couple of things that happened in 2020 because of how weird of a year it was. You never knew if your team was going to be playing. It could be that Friday, and you did not know if your team was even going to play in the next day. Just ask a lot of Charlotte 49er fans. But they were 4-5 and five that year. Next year, they end up winning 11 games. So maybe this is something that Dave Clawson can bounce back from. Maybe he doesn't win 11 next year. That's going to be too tough. But maybe he gets to a point where you win 9 by getting the right pieces back in place, and he deserves the benefit of the doubt for how much he's done in Wake Forest. Oh, nine games would be much appreciated if I'm we sure were able to pull that off.